0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Trash, Trash or Treasure, the podcast where Kim and Amy bring you spoiler-free reviews, recaps, and sometimes recommendations for whatever we read that week. Ames, what did we read this week? We read Silence for the Dead
1: by Simone St. James, who we're really encouraging our <laughs>
0: listeners to uh, go and investigate and tap into the works of. Yeah, we've reviewed a lot of this reviewing this one yeah. actually brings us up to, I think, all by one of her books.
1: Yeah, the only one we haven't done is like... Uh, Lost Among the Living? Yes, that's the mm-hmm. one we haven't done. But there is a new one.
0: I, which the is why... The internet tells me. Which The Book of why, Cold Cases. Yes, and that is also why I got back into Simone St. James. So I, after an initial hard push, I then stopped and read other things, mostly to kind of spread her out not that everything she reads is goals like I wasn't super into well just listen to our previous episodes yeah, on Simone and some, James yeah so I've just recently in the last week got back to reading this one which you had said no it's good as well you should read it
1: that's a spoiler of my recommendation
0: well usually you kind of are uh, oh yeah it's all right for just about everything hey it's <laughs> except true. when I make you it it's modern because I'm romances. really nice or modern mysteries. That I love everything parents.
1: except contemporary romance, it seems. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> so, yes, I am excited to get to read a Simone James, and I'm excited that a new one is coming out because I pretty much have none of hers left now. This is it. I've caught all, I'm all caught up, Simone, so get on to it. Well, publishers, get, get publishing. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> get that's out very to us. true. Do you want to do the spoiler free or do you want me to do the spoiler free? I can try. You're pulling such a face. Well, because... I have faith in you. Okay, I'm ready for you, Amy. Ready? Okay. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I feel like you're looking at me like there should be like a go. So I'm gonna give. You, I'm gonna count you in. <laughs> right. Are you ready? We have an Amy spoiler-free recap of Silence for the Dead by Simone St. James.
1: Go! Oh, 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 oh the pressure. It's set just after World War One. Like it's about 1919. It's really, really, really early. And Kitty Weeks is going to work as a nurse at a convalescent hospital called Portress House, Portress House, that's somewhere in the sort of swampy, marshy, misty southern bits of England. Sorry, English listeners. (laughs) It's in an atmospheric part of England. Mm, On the coast. So. The thing with Kitty is she's – essentially, she's running away. That's really clear that she's sort of – she's not
0: – She's she's on the run and in hiding. Yeah.
1: Mm. So she's created a sort of assumed identity for herself as a nurse and as so
0: – though Kitty Weeks is it's actually her name. Her name. Yeah.
1: She a... is, but she is faking uh, being a nurse. 1919, so you can't really look that stuff up.
0: No, it's true. Mm.
1: So the hospital has a matron and there are three other nurses who work there. There's a bunch of orderlies and there are – Quite a few inmates who are all... there are like 19, aren't they? 19 or 20. Mm. They're all former officers with the exception of just a couple of guys and they all have quite significant forms of... It's essentially PTSD. Yeah. Some of them, a couple of them have physical injury, but most of them are there to sort of convalesce. So-
0: Almost, a hun- even the ones with physical injuries aren't there because of their physical injuries. They are there to convalesce because of mental and emotional stresses yeah. that are born of the war. So essentially they went away to war and they came back and they're not the same and they're having trouble adapting to – Normal life again, yeah. And their families have sent them away. That's pretty much what it's yeah. for. But it's clear that Portress Portress house
1: has a sort of presence. There's there's some sort of yeah. It's a haunting. That...
0: It's Simone St. James. Well, <laughs> I feel like you. What if this is everyone's first Simone St. James? They're listening. Hey, then I think you should know going in. She writes scary books. Well, she writes
1: books that have ghosts in. If they were just scary, I wouldn't be able to read them. So things happen in Portia's house where, you know, there's mould appears and the taps are running and there's footsteps down the hall and and there's a lot of sort of haunting things happening because it is a ghost story, because They're it is so Simone St like James.
0: This. You either give not enough detail, you're either too vague Shut or up. too detailed. Shut up. I'm about to finish. <laughs> you don't need the specifics of the ha- You're almost done. Yes. You are terrible. You're sacked. You are sacked. Ah! You have been sacked. Well, don't repeat everything I've said then. Finish it off. I will. I was about to get to the other bit. Hmm. You Go. said you were almost finished. Because you're giving me that look. Just finish it. Come on. Fine. She turns up, decides that so she's running away. And the thing that Amy hasn't mentioned that's very important is that Porter's house is incredibly remote. So it is set in a remote part of England, but even in terms of where the actual manor house estate is set, is located, it's like a very long Uh, way to the mainland. It's like one of
1: those things where when the tide comes in, you can't get to it.
0: Pretty much. Like, there's a bridge, but it's a you long bridge. You, you, It's quite – It's if there's a storm, you're going to get cut off. Crossing the bridge by foot is incredibly difficult. So Bit it's a great house. place. It's a great place to put the inmates and things because you don't have to really lock them up because they can't get away anyway. And the reason that the – the reason she kind of ends up getting away with her ruse of pretending she's a qualified nurse when she's not is that they can't keep staff because while, yes, it's tough working in such a remote location and, yes, it's tough working with these, you know, crazy mad men that they kind of talk about all the time – Porter's house is also haunted and it's creepy and creepy weird things happen. I'm still keeping in my bit where I was saying about the footsteps in the corridor. Fine. But in the course of her duties, Nurse Weeks, Kitty Weeks, our kind of heroine, meets one of the inmates called Jack. Yep. And she kind of- He's a patient who gets treated with slightly different- yeah, he kind of... He gets different of, treatment
1: for everyone else. Yeah,
0: and he he and her kind of hit it off and together they start to realise that while the men are haunted by what happened and what they saw during the war, they're also being haunted and almost their mania or madness is being fed by this presence in the house. And there's also this and there's additional a mystery. mystery of what happened to yes. the previous owners of the house. There is a mystery around the house itself. Who so, were a Swiss
1: family who yeah. just sort of... Packed up and disappeared midway through the war.
0: Yeah, And so that's kind of her unravelling the mystery of the house and also working out, which is kind of linked closely to, but also working around what's going on with the haunting of the house, mm-hmm. but also trying to keep her job. And, and stay, stay hidden. Stay hidden and all, all of it is kind of the crux. That's kind of what's going on. That's what everything kind of rotates around in the book. And that's it really. I didn't leave too much out. No, but I wasn't nearly finished. No. <laughs> I was halfway through. You were halfway yeah. through. What panicked <laughs> me was when you're like, "Oh, I'm pretty much done." I was I was gonna say, and then
1: Jack appears. You could feel me losing like yes. steam, can't you? But thank you for giving me the go. So now I'm going to ask Kimberly. Oh, okay. Because I I gave the spoiler-free recap. Okay, you did. It was so, terrific. I was there. <laughs> I, and I totally didn't. Push your face across the other <laughs> no. half of the space <laughs> to get you to butt out. Mm. Kimberly.
0: Yeah. Thoughts? So yeah, this one was an interesting one for me mm-hmm. because I think I hold Simone St. James to quite a high standard mm. that she has set. Like she's written great books. Some of my absolute favourite of this kind of kind of style of book for sure. So To begin with, I feel like this one took me a little while to warm Mm. up to. And then as it got going and the mystery became more – so, I think what I'm saying is – so, with this book, we talked about there being, like, kind of three things going on. Her – The mystery of her and her trying to, you know, trick people into – not trick people, but as in trying to keep her job and stay where she is and blah, blah, blah. Her trying to work out what happened to the family of the house and her trying to work out what's going on at Porter's house now, like what the deal is. Those three streams or three narrative kind of arcs end up happening concurrently, but they don't start out happening concurrently. So the thing that kind of begins and drives most of the start of the book is her personal mystery and wanting to like hide and therefore pretending to be a nurse and blah, blah, blah. I was less in on that part of the book. And so that kind of was a bit of a struggle, not a struggle, but like, you know, I was like, just need to get over this and get Mm. into what I know is the good bit. Cause I know there's a haunting coming and I, so that, but once I was over that hump and it kind of really got going and particularly when she and Jack connected and could kind of work together as a bit of a team, it was much better than being kind of in her head by herself Mm. all the time. That was less interesting for me. But once they were kind of a team working together, to solve and actively working to solve.
1: And there were more characters in it. Yes.
0: And there were more characters in it and there was more purpose apart from just maintain the status quo, maintain the status quo, Mm. just don't get, you know, make sure no change happens. So once there was kind of more active purpose to what they were doing, I was more engaged. That having been said, though, and this is my point in terms of I had a weird journey reading this book, by the time I'd finished it, one of the things I loved the most about it was how far the characters had come. Mm. So part of why I was less interested at the start is because Kitty is pretty immature and has real things she's running from. She's like 20? She's She's very young. She's a young 20, though. And she's had like a lot of stuff happen to her in her life and which I won't go into because that's part of the mystery of her and blah 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 but i just i i found i couldn't connect with her i didn't find her particularly interesting or i didn't feel like i empathized with her very much and a lot of it's because it's like you don't really know anything like at the beginning to learn, of it, yeah you've you got to Run. learn all this stuff about her but even by the time the end of the book rolls around she's a completely different person mm. so this is a real kind of not coming of age is the totally the wrong kind of way to think of it, but it's a real turning point for her as a person, and she even admits, like as a as a character inside the novel, by the end of it, she's like, I can't believe I've only been here two weeks. Like, I think about the me who turned up two weeks ago or ten days ago or whatever, and I'm not the same person. And, yeah, as a reader, I was like, yes, that's why I like you so much now. And like, not, you know, but just because she's grown into this whole other person, I'm like, the kitty by the end of the book, I loved her. I really liked her by the end of yeah. the novel, but I was less in at the start. So it was one of those ones where I'd say I totally recommend it, obviously. But you have to like. But I recommend it with the caveat of yeah. going, just go into it with an open mind and give it a chance and, and trust that it's all going to be... Like that you will be glad you spent your time on it by the end of the book because I wasn't convinced straight away yeah yes it was just my trust in Simone St. James mm. that kept me going and kept me not kind of giving up or you know it kept it kept my hopes yeah. up kind of thing but parts of this book that I absolutely loved I loved the mirroring which she does so nicely like kind of multiple stories or multiple themes kind of complementing one another. And I liked the mirroring of the haunting that these men came back haunted, and the versus the actual the haunting yeah. going on in the house. I like, I really liked that. Parts of, and it is look, it is set. It's set in 1919, so it's set in kind of this era where our understanding of and our dealing with mental illness was atrocious, and it very much. Is that like it shows you that in mm. the way the kind of medical the professions deal, deal yeah, things
1: like that.
0: And I don't like it and don't like reading it. But also neither does Kitty. And so the person who we're sitting with and reading and it's and are being yes, and so we're invited into her perspective, and she thinks it's inappropriate too. Mm. So, but her, I guess the only bit for me that was a bit like, oh, okay, I kind of wish this wasn't. In this particular, like, I wish we had a slightly different setting so this wouldn't be as, so I wouldn't even have to think about it. But even Kitty's view, which is supposed to be our view as a reader, right? Like, that's the one we're being invited into, was a little bit naive in terms of, no, I think the men aren't mad at all. I think they're, for the most part, they're just all a bit sad. Like, they're probably fine. As opposed to going, no, no, they are super traumatized. Like there, yeah. there is treatment required here, and she does say that that like they should be getting proper treatment.
1: But it takes time um, in the
0: book. But it takes time in the book to get there too. So those first kind of introductory moments where she's like, actually, they all seem fine. What are they doing here? What's their illness? Like you were like, I
1: was like, oh. <laughs> like I like I, guess, know if I, I can don't spend the whole book with you. Yes, yes. I was
0: like, I don't support the nineteen nineteen way of dealing with. Like severe PTSD and shell shock and blah blah, but I also don't think that it's it's okay to be like, why are their families hiding them out here? They're totally fine. Just send them back. Send them back. Like yeah. So part of me was like, Ugh. it it is kind of okay. Like the way overall, there were moments that made me kind of cringe and go, it's a complicated thing to try and put in a book. So give her a break. That's kind of was my kind of take on it. But on like kind of holistically, I felt like it was dealt with well enough that I would read the book again. And again, because it had that kind of mirroring of the haunting versus being actually haunted by the ghosts and stuff. And I also liked how it dealt with all the men at the end. I feel like at the very end, I liked kind of what their futures kind of held and how that was dealt with Mm. and structured as well. I really liked the her and Jack thing. I didn't think that I would because she was a nurse, though not a nurse, but he was a patient. And I don't tend to go in on those ones where it's like, it's like teacher falling in love with student. Like it just creeps me out no matter what context it is. I'm a university teacher, though. I'm still creepy. Like it just, and so the nurse patient, thing i found a little i i had trouble with to begin with but then kitty has trouble with it in in quite an insightful way almost about not about taking advantage because that's not kind of what it is yep. but about burdening him that in order for them to have like to connect she has to kind of unburden herself and let him in but doing that when he's trying to recover from the place he's in
1: We'll just make it worse. Is making thinks. it worse yeah. and is, yep.
0: you know what I mean, is potentially going to be harmful. Hmm. So, yeah, so I think that kind of got dealt with nicely too. Ultimately, all of that aside, all of, like, the murky waters of, like, Kim overthinks everything and yeah. has really high expectations for books yep. that deal with, like, issues like this. Yep. And he's analysing, like, every word the character says. Turn like, the history yeah. off and just tell us. I know. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I really liked all of the characters. I thought they were all really, you, like, really well-developed but very different from each other. Yeah. And I really – it was one of those books where, you know, if you had written – if you gave me one of the scenes and blanked out all the character names, from the way the character was behaving – I would be able to tell you who was in the scene. Like I, re- I always think that's really good writing. A
1: clear definition, yeah. of whom, yeah. and
0: not caricature silliness, but just and really not just clear. like generic
1: dialogue allocated no. to people because oh, that person hasn't said something very often. I'll just give them a line. Hundred percent, no. All right.
0: And I thought the mystery was engaging and awesome and I liked everybody, at the end. Wow, I don't even need to be here. This I'm is so sorry. I, I have... just thought that. I was like, Oh god, shut up. I <laughs> shut up. I <I've> stopped. Whoa, <laughs> <I've stopped.
1: laughs> oh, that was the most epic Kimberly analysis of a book ever. It was very eloquent. I don't know what more I can add besides that I will just start off and say I also would recommend it. It is yeah. not it's not my favourite, Simone no. St James. And I've I have read it um I think I've read it three times. Mm. And I completely agree with you that the beginning is quite slow because it's only got that one through line, whereas some of the other ones we've read that are set similar time, you've got that sort of paranormal component that comes in almost immediately.
0: Yeah. And multiple things are going on. Yeah. So it
1: it grips you from the get-go. When I've reread this, I actually generally jump in about a third of the way in.
0: Yeah, right. I
1: tend to just I've read that beginning, I I know about Kitty, and I jump into where there's this this first sort of haunting that manifests in the toilet.
0: Yeah. That's sort of where yep. I
1: re-enter the story. Things that also help me, like it, I completely agree with everything that you've said. I'm not going to repeat it. Yeah, but that's fair. I really enjoyed this book. Differently to a lot of, in fact, I think to most of her others, is actually an an ensemble. Everyone yes! in the hospital is experiencing the same things. Yep. So it's not like one particular person only is being haunted. They're all aware of this presence. Obviously, some people experience it differently. Yeah,
0: you're so right. I didn't think of it like that. And I really And so when they're talking about – even when they're talking about not talking about the haunting, it's always present because everybody knows. Everybody knows knows
1: about it. And it's the house – it's the people in the house dealing with – the house and how it's compounding all of their particular emotions and traumas and and situations. But within that ensemble, I thought the characters, like, it was quite, there maybe about seven key people within that ensemble that she had to flesh out were awesome. And they all had their individual character arc. And Mm -hmm. like you said, you really liked what happened to the men at the end. I also really enjoyed that, how they were, I felt very
0: satisfied. Me too. And I felt like everyone got... Everyone Everyone grew. Everyone grew, and then at the end – you could see how they were going to continue to grow, and they're kind of this is what happened to them next. Yes. In not in a cheesy which way, which was but Im- like that.
1: important because you'd spent so much but of I this cared. novel. I tra- cared. I really yeah. cared about so them. So I did. I did care about them. Yeah. And then there were characters who were really well crafted who you didn't entirely care about as much, but were really important to the narrative. Yeah. And when that climax at the end happens with the ghosts yeah. and Jack and Kitty, it's not them, it's everyone yep. in that house is actually involved in that climactic moment. Kind of
0: resolution, yeah. So it was
1: like, it was this team book.
0: Yeah, it absolutely Which I was. really
1: enjoyed and was very different. It was also different in the sense that it was more, I think, than any of the other books, very much about World War One. It was oh, about yeah. dealing with the trauma of it. And yep. that is, I think it was... Significantly darker because of that, yeah. And I can't say that everything is resolved. You're satisfied no. at the end of it, and I've read it three times, so it I'm still ends, satisfied. At the I end, think it
0: ends appropriately hopefully. and hopefully. I think it ends with hope, and it ends in a way that is honest. You will, I think you'll be satisfied. They're when lovely you read people. It. You want to be hope. You want to be hopeful for them in the and end.
1: One of my favourite moments was I can't tell you too much about it because it is a spoiler, but there's a really great moment in like Kitty's growth and that sense of the ensemble Mm. and her having found a place that Mm. happens maybe three quarters of the novel where all the men have her back. Yeah, And that was, it gave me the feels. It had lots of feels. I thought the characters were really well drawn and I really enjoyed that sense of, and I guess it's because of this was so much about the location
0: it was, yeah, because it's the physical location. It was
1: the physical, so like a, I guess a poltergeist who occupies yeah. a space.
0: Did you so it was is- the people,
1: the people occupying it against the thing and they were all in it together and yes. I enjoyed that. So I didn't consequently find it as harrowingly scary <laughs> as wow. The Haunting of Maddy Clare and An Inquiry into Love and Death. Yeah, I will say, though, not my favourite of the
0: heroes. Not well, that's that's impossible. (laughs) (laughs) Do you mean your favorite of the heroes other than Inspector, (laughs) Inspector the Man of My Heart?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Inspector American? That's him. Who has a cameo appearance, well, quite a significant appearance in He does. The Other Side of Midnight. He does. As well as being the love interest in inquiry into um, Love and Death. Love and Death. Yes. Jack isn't quite at that level
0: <laughs> no but he's also has a, he's also has a different narrative and completely and
1: yeah he's he's got a very different narrative and he's in a what's essentially a psychiatric hospital that yes. he's voluntarily checked himself into, yeah, so that meant that I guess the stakes were really high for all of them.
0: Well it was so about- it just
1: felt so much more yeah. dramatic
0: it was it was really what I thought
1: was interesting was you had you cared for all the the men there,
0: hmm. but, but you I cared also for the nurses too you
1: cared about the nurses, the only you people I didn't care about... about
0: were the orderlies
1: no I, you don't I really cared get... about matron who was a bit scary, I cared about matron and I cared about finding out what happened to the house and the people who. Me too.
0: Occupied the house. It was about fixing the people, freeing the people. It was about all the people who were trapped in, who were trapped in a haunting, and in this case, the haunting was real and physical. So, I think it's even though I
1: skip the first. Quarter of the I book when I reread it, I, I think it. I
0: would reread the whole thing but I, I haven't reread. I think it, so it falls untried.
1: it falls more into my treasure bucket yeah. than it does into my trash bucket. But it is harder going because it is so it's sad, it's so emotional because you care about the characters mm. and therefore and
0: what happened to them h- impacts you as a reader. And that's that you like you've absolutely hit on it in that it's not really about the part that made me so emotional in this book wasn't what was happening. No, it was what it was It was what had happened. already happened. Yeah. And so everybody's, this ensemble cast, their backstories all get fleshed out about what their personal hell was that they went through that means they're now here. Mm. And you feel. and it's And it's horrific. It didn't
1: help that on this reread, I've just been re-watching season two of Downton Abbey.
0: Oh, oh no. <laughs> so that's like... <gasps> so much. So, much so, many <laughs> so many emotions.
1: So many emotions. So listeners, if you choose to read Silence for the Dead, do not combine it with a viewing of season two of Downton Abbey. Mm. It's very specific advice. It's real specific, but if you... Have seen season two of Downton Abbey, you will understand why. Just, just don't. I see. But because it was World War One, I, I was like, oh, it sort of guided oh, my thoughts, yeah. and I selected this no. show. Just don't do it. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Oh God! In fact, I'd recommend just avoiding other documentaries and things about World War One while reading this book.
0: <sighs> yeah, I wasn't doing anything else World War One. You know how I like when I read it and it was go like this. Deep dive. Oh, yeah. yeah immerse yeah, 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 yeah. and overthink. Yeah. No, I understand. Yeah, that happened. All right. I just sat in that one thing and overthought a lot.
1: You really did.
0: <laughs> it, it was clear. So treasure, treasure, total treasure. And. That's it. That's I'm wrapping it. you
1: up because otherwise you'll continue to analyze and we'll be here for hours. And I I'll, I'll not. be really scared. Oh
0: no. It is dark. It's gotten quite dark here as we've talked I'm about scared. it. I have, can I just say before we wrap up If you make me screech. No, no, no. I have this whole time resisted the urge to like make a scary sound at you. Thank and you. And I have had to rein in all of my like two-year-old childness that is i really appreciate it desperately wanted to scare you you. yes you're welcome thank you
1: i really appreciate it
0: and that's all we have time for today (laughs) join us next week when we will bring you more spoiler free recaps reviews and perhaps recommendations for whatever we read until then happy happy reading. reading